podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast with our host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast. Before we jump into today's topic, I'd like to give a huge shout out youtubes.com for coaches who want to get better it is a one-stop shop for basketball coaches um, it has everything you need um, to become a better basketball coach and work on your craft so come over and check it out it's run by a basketball coach for basketball coaches and um you know i've i've experienced it at the high school level you know there's a lot of these um resources out there that coaches aren't coaching coaches and haven't done it on a regular basis so go over and check it out and let's head off to the podcast <laughs> You know, not too long ago, I watched a movie with my daughter. It's one of her favorite movies is Grown Ups. And it's where Adam Sandler and, and David Spade, Chris Rock, Rob Schneider, Kevin James, all return to the city of their youth um, as middle-aged men so they can all attend the funeral of their eighth grade, you know, basketball coach. And I know a lot of people thought that that's really kind of a, you know, sappy storyline and it was just designed as a reason to get all those guys together in the same place. But anybody who's ever been on a team, who's been part of a team, knows that that isn't really that sappy at all, that that players do that. Coaches have a huge impact on, on players, and that impact is felt long after, you know, the final buzzer sounds. You know, I've played on a lot of teams growing up. I played on grade school teams, middle school teams, went to two high schools, played in some all-star teams, played in college. And, you know, I'd really be hard-pressed to remember any specific details as, as to what we ran offensively, defensively, out-of-bounds plays, you know, special situations, anything like that. But I can remember each and every one of my coaches in complete vivid detail. I remember their personalities. I remember their humor. Um, I remember how they made me feel. I remember if they if they helped me get better. I remember if they cared about me as a person or if they were just interested in me as a player. And you know, even right now talking about them, you know, I, I almost I have to smile thinking about a couple of them. Um, but I gotta admit there's a couple of them, just the memory of them, you know, makes me cringe as well. But right or wrong, good or bad, positive or negative, I remember each and every one of them. Look, as coaches, especially those of you who coach younger kids, you know, you're going to have some players that are going to be, you know, able to go on and play in their high school teams. You know, you'll have even fewer that might make it and be able to play in college. And... Let's face it, probably none of you are going to have, you know, players that are going to eventually play, you know, professionally. But, um, but that doesn't make any difference. You know, those players are going to remember you and the impact that you have on their life for the rest of their lives, whether that is good or bad. You know, in the 2008 Beijing Olympics, there was a study done where all the athletes in the Olympic Village were surveyed and they were trying to determine what was the number one factor 
in determining, you know, someone who won a gold medal or, or someone who achieved a, a personal best. And the, the results might surprise you. Um, they surprise me. You know, the number one deciding factor wasn't equipment. It wasn't training techniques. It wasn't workout facilities. You know, it wasn't nutrition. It wasn't any of the resources that, that we might think it was. The number one deciding factor on whether or not an athlete reached their very best, reached their, their potential, was a strong quality relationship with their coach. That was it, the coach. The coach was the deciding factor on whether an athlete was successful or not. And, you know, as it turns out that, you know, not only do athletes, you know, win sometimes because of the coaches, but athletes a lot of times win, you know, for their coaches as well. You know, how do you develop those relationships? They're going to have an impact on, on athletes, you know, for the rest of their life. Well, it's, it's simple, really. Uh, not easy, but, but simple. It, it basically comes down to two things. One, you have to help them get better. Uh, not everybody does that. A lot of coaches use players as, as kind of chess pieces, as pawns, and don't really take the time and effort to help them get better. And believe me, athletes know if you're putting in that effort. Athletes know if you have their best interest at heart. And they will respect and love you forever if you help them get better. The second thing is you have to be there for them. You have to have their backs. You have to support them unconditionally uh, without judging them and without any ulterior motives. Uh, you've got to love and respect them and and appreciate them for who they are, regardless of how many points they score or rebounds they get or deflections or any of those things. Um, and, and athletes can see through that. And, and they want people who, who appreciate them for who they are and not for what they can do. And if you do those two things, your athletes are going to remember you forever. Unfortunately, if you don't do those two things, your athletes are going to remember you forever as well, just not as favorably. Uh, look, as coaches, yeah, we have a great opportunity uh, to impact and influence the, the lives of others. And, you know, like it or not, it's really not a responsibility that we can ignore. And it certainly isn't an opportunity that we should pass up. Sports Social Podcast Network.